Anticipate Media proudly presents another episode of the Neat Creative Brief Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Neat Creative Podcast. This is episode eight, launched sometime in February. I'm not sure when, um, but it's uh, been recorded on February 10th, 2016, which is the day I released episode seven. But I wanted to get it in the can quickly um, because I'm not going to have some time to record um, uh, until later on. So um, this episode is going to be called uh, Lighting and Shoutouts. And uh, I'm basically going to go over some new lights I have and the lights that I use um, in, uh, in, you know, in, in filmmaking and, and uh, in, in pieces that we use and talk about lighting a little bit. This is not a grip show. This is not a lighting expert show. This is 20 minutes talking about lights that I've purchased and what's worked and what hasn't, what I prefer on shoots uh, and for different looks. I'm also going to talk a little bit about some shout outs. Some people you should be listening to, some people you should be looking out to seek information. And it's going to be off the top of my head. I do not have a list. I have not prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I have prepared for the lights. Next to me, I'm going to jump right into it now. Just get sexy and jump right into it, right? Next to me, I have two boxes of Westcott Flex 10 by 10 LED lights. These lights are amazing. They're amaze balls. Well, they can be balls. They can be put in China balls. They are like, believe, 98 CRI. I have the daylight um, model. There's also a tungsten model. 98 rated CRI. Um, extremely bright and powerful LED panels. Now you may and, and you may say, "Well, well, that's great. They're um, they're LED panels. What's the big deal? I mean, I can get those anywhere, and they got a lot cheaper, and they've gotten a lot better over the years." Well, these are a little different. These panels flex. Okay, they literally bend. You can bend them in uh, any kind of uh, shape you desire. They are water resistant. And you can run them off of uh, the mains or you can run them off of battery. Now, I have a 10-inch by 10-inch. They now sell a 1 by 1 standard size. The LED matrix that uh, is within the 1 by 1 is, is looks like it's precisely the same size as the 10 by 10. So they just add a little bit of space on the outside of the LEDs so you can you know use standard 1 by 1 fixtures. Um, the 55 watts... Oh, they're bicolor too. The one, the one by ones come in daylight. They come in bicolor as well. I have the daylight model. The daylight model is ninety-five CRI, fifty-six hundred Kelvin, fifty-five watts, and uh, it has nineteen hundred lux at one meter. It's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, it's fully dimmable. It does not blink or anything. Um, it's water re dust resistant to an IP sixty-four rating. So uh, a portion of it you could actually put in the in the rain. And, uh, and the kit comes with uh, a dimmer, and it comes with a, an adapter for mains power, and it comes with like a, a like a mount where you can kind of mount it on a light stand or clamp it to anything. It's got a clamp built into it, and uh, it has also uh, like a, just a, some diffusion, a diffusion layer, like a mini softbox. Oh yeah, that's exciting. I'm putting stuff on YouTube now, so that's what that's what that is. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. So so anyway, um, so these flex lights 
are um, really amazing because they can be shaped in any size you want. You can curve them. You can round, put them. You can stick them anywhere because they have Velcro on the back. They're extremely light. Um, they can be used as a traditional kind of one by one. They're bright enough to be diffused. I mean, they're very bright. So you, they're like twice as bright as an LED light panels one by one, uh, one of the classics. Um, they have no green spike. They can be um, kind of shoved in a cylinder format and put inside a big china ball, which is really nice. I haven't done that yet, but my friend Joe Simon has. Um, they're just absolutely fantastic. There's so many different ways to use them. They also come in more sizes than a one by one. They come in a two, two, two by two. They come in like a, like a ten inch. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at the website here. A ten by three, a ten inch by three foot model, um, a one foot by two foot cine model. Um, they have uh, soft boxes for them. You can buy them in a kit. Um, there's all kinds of different things. And I don't have this yet because they're 300 bucks a pop. But the battery, you can buy a, a battery which will let you run the thing for, um, which has a D-tap on it, by the way. So you can use any like, you know, Anton Bauer battery or anything else with a D-tap on it. That, that's a, that leads to a cable that you can buy separately to power these things. Um, and it will run, uh, it's under three pounds, their particular battery, and it will run the, uh, lights at full power for, um, two hours and 45 minutes and they recharge quickly, uh, three and a half hours. So I typically in the field, I'm using natural light, light modifiers like silks and flags and screens, um, and, uh, or, uh, bounce boards, flex fill, that kind of thing. If I am in, uh, in a room or any location with mains power, I will use all the other lights I'm going to talk about. If I'm in the field, I can also use these bolt, Switronic Bolt LEDs, which are very nice. Uh, or I can use this new magic wand that I got, which is like a Westcott Ice Light, but a cheap version. And it's actually very nice. This one was from Camera Plus. But I diverge. These are fantastic lights. They're small enough and light enough that you could fit them like in a shopping bag if you had to. Never mind a Pelican case. You can put them like a 1510, uh, which is the kind that fits on airplanes. No problem, along with your FS5 or other camera. Kind of fit a whole kit in there with lights and clamp them or gaff tape them to walls or wherever you want. Use a bed sheet for diffusion if you can't find anything, if you don't want to bring a silk with you. I mean, it's really, they're really, really nice. Now, they're not cheap. Um, the price of the, uh, I, I think I paid $470 per on each one of these, the Cine kit, um, on Westcott's, uh, site is, I'm just going to find it right now for you. B&H photo, $799 for the one by one kit. But if you look for flex 10 by 10, um, oh, I don't think they sell it anymore. Maybe I got the last one. The one by one's about eight hundred dollars, and if you look online, you can find like about five hundred dollars to ten by ten kit, which is basically the same thing, just doesn't have the border. It's the same light, it's the same output, it's the same everything. So I got a good deal. Um, these are incredibly useful lights, especially if you have the battery uh, or any twelve volt battery that has D tap on it. Um, they look great. They're incredibly bright, and with today's very sensitive cameras, you do not need to use, need to use them at full brightness. You can even use them in full sunlight to kind of fill out the shadows on someone, and it is enough light, it will work. With two of them, and just kind of use maybe a portable LED for a kicker, you can get a really nice, um, you know, uh, lighting setup. And this is what I'll use for when I want cool, 
lights that I can put anywhere and kind of hide that are bright uh, to light up a scene or light up an interview. The second option I use are Lowell Porta Pro lights, I think they're called. They're 200 watt halogens, so they have tungsten light and they get hot, but they're small. They're Fresnels, so you can kind of put them to spot or you can make them bright, uh, wide. And I also have barn doors on them. They're, ver- they're relatively small and light, comes in a small case. Um, the only problem with them is they're very hot. I've attached a thousand watt dimmer uh, to them so I can dim them up and down. And I shoot them typically, believe it or not, through an umbrella for uh, the diffusion when I'm doing interviews. The light is incredible. It's beautiful, natural, you know, um, warm light. And uh, they can also substitute for faking like sunlight coming into windows if you blast a couple of them into windows. On an MBTA shoot I did for active shooter video for them, we literally lit the whole train car with these things, pl- you know, blasted three through the windows, and, uh, and then had one on the subject's face with no fill on the side because we wanted it like an aggressive look. And um, it looked fantastic. It really looked nice, really dramatic. We lit the whole shoot with those just three little lights, and then we used Switronic Bolt LEDs for accent lights. The Switronic Bolt LEDs, um, again, you can find all this stuff on bnh.com, uh, uh, highly recommended. Switch uh, bolts. Let's see if I can find them here. Bolt. These are um, handheld lights that run off of Sony L batteries, and they uh, are bicolor, and they're hand-holdable, and they are beautiful, uh, powerful, strong um, lights. I use them uh, to light people, actually. We've light, lit people's faces and so forth from a relatively short distance in, in low-light scenes. I've used them as wall wash, so I have uh, six of them, I think. So I can uh, you know, set them up to you know, light under someone's face in a car, or I can wall wash you know, to add different effects there. I can use them to highlight certain pieces of uh, equipment in the background and in interviews. They're really good for that kind of thing. They're good for just like lighting up stuff in a scene. They also look good if you're running and gunning and you just want to have a light to kind of fill in an area or, or uh, something like that. I, I, you, I would not use it as an on-camera light, although you can. But uh, it's not really, they're, they're big for that and they're not really designed for that. They're built very well. It's the um, Switronics Bolt. Switronics Bolt. That's what you want. And uh, I'm not even sure that it's sold anymore. Let me see. All B&H. I don't know. Maybe they replaced them with a the new model. But I have them and they're awesome. The Switronics Torch LED, that's what it is. Torch LED Bolt 220R for $279, including a big-ass battery that goes on the back. And uh, there's also a remote control, so you can run it remotely, and uh, a D-tap um, cable, so you can run it through a, a battery. And uh, it's uh, bi-color, and it gives you 220-watt equivalent power. That's 2,600 lux at one meter. So it's actually very extremely powerful light, extremely high intensity, and uh, works very well. Uh, built very well. It's not they're they're kind of plastic, ABS plastic, so they're not going to sustain a fall. Um, and their diffusion panel that's built in is a little you know wonky. You kind of want to gaff tape it down. But for the price, these are incredibly good lights, and they last a long time on that big battery. 
and they're fully dimmable, 13 watt power draw. So, you know, to get a nice soft light, you want a bigger source or closer source, you know, or diffuse source. And uh, this uh, this source is uh, it's got one, two, three, four. It's like 12 high intensity LEDs. So this is going to be some limitations on how big you can get this thing. But you could shoot it through, you know, a flag. I'm, I'm sorry, a silk, like uh, you know, a, 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 not a huge one, and still get uh, um, get some diffused light on your subject. And I have done it in the past. Um, the next thing I recommend is the Westcott Flex uh, Flag Kit. I think it's called the Fast Flag. Fast, fast Flags Scrim Kit. I use a 24 by 36. That's kind of a movie poster size, so it's not huge, but it's enough to get things done. And it includes uh, two 24 by 36 collapsible frames, um, a single net, uh, a double net. These are uh, light diffusers, uh, a silk, a black fabric uh, for flat, you know, flag to cut out light. And they're they're great. You can throw them on. Um, light stands and you can kind of uh, you know use them that way and they're good for um, both the adding diffusion for light and blocking out unwanted light I have a couple of these kits made one made by Westcott and another made by another company but basically the same thing and these very portable um, kit that you can use to flag and, and you know scrim everything um, but you can also in a pinch just use a bed sheet and shine your flex LED through a bed sheet or your tungsten through a bed sheet just don't don't burn the place down. That would be bad. I hope you have good insurance. I hope you people all have insurance. It's surprising how many people I work with that do not have insurance. Are you nuts? A lot of places won't even let you work without insurance, but that's another subject. And I highly recommend the Go Creative Show by Ben Consoli, our first shout-out, because he talks all about insurance with a production insurance expert in one of his recent episodes. Go check it out, gocreativeshow.net. It is the original Neat Creative Podcast redone. Same uh, link as before. Um, also for lights, I have a set of Chinese CN220 lights that uh, if you want to pay for shipping, you can take off my hands because they're way too green and I don't like them. Although you can fix it in post. If you have any other mixed lighting in there that is of such low CRI, um, it's going to look like shit. So I don't really use those anymore. So a combination with the bolts... And the uh, Lowell Tungstens and the new uh, Flex LEDs. That's my light kit. I've also added uh, a Camera Plus CP MTL2 Magic Tube light that's sold on Amazon. It is sold by a bunch of different manufacturers. It's basically the same Chinese um, Magic Tube, which is a copy of the Westcott Ice Light. And this one is $114. Um, it's a 72 degree wide beam. It runs for 120 to 150 minutes on a standard LPF550 Sony style battery. Can run for 100 to 200 minutes at full power. It recharges very fast within its its own device, so you can charge the battery separate. Comes with two of them. Um, it uh, has a very high CRI. Uh, can do 5600 out of the box, and you can diffuse it with an orange tube that's removable to get to tungsten. I don't like how that looks. However, and um, it's 1,600 lumens at a half meter. So it's very, very bright, although, of course, not as bright as the LED uh, Westcott panels I mentioned or any one-by-one. But, you know, approaching the brightness level of those bolts, though not quite as bright. Um, very nice. 
Very nice. These uh, portable lights, you can run around with them for a couple hours um, with a couple batteries or even more. They, they work on a remote control. You can uh, mount them to any quarter 20 mount or light a light stand if you want. Um, very good like that. And they take some real nice soft diffuse light uh, if it's close. I'm not sure I would diffuse them with additional silk. Um, they're not quite bright enough for that. It's mostly for like enclosed shots where you're trying to light someone's face in a scene or you're trying to light an object and you want kind of like a, a wide diffused light source over them like a big fluorescent bulb. You can turn it up full blast and maybe throw some diffusion in front of it to kind of make it a big light source, but you're going to have to get that in kind of close. So it would work in a pinch, but mostly it's used to maybe light a room that's way too dark or light someone's face or light an object. And uh, because it's handheld and it's flexible and someone can just, like a PA, can just hold it for you or you can hold it yourself if you're, you know, close up enough, you can really get some nice lighting effects, nice soft lighting around someone's face uh, or body even with this thing um, and just you carry it with you like a little, like a little tripod thing. Fantastic. Um, I see no reason to buy the Westcott version, even though I have a lot of Westcott products. It, uh, it, their version is too expensive, I think, for what you get. Um, Optica sells the same thing. Optica VL600, it's the same exact device. Uh, each shot, you know, there's another one. There's a bunch of Chinese manufacturers that sell these things. Polaroid, uh, Bright Saber, Professional Handheld Mount, Venture Max, they're all the same thing. So you just pick and choose. They're all about $120. Although the Optica you might be able to find for $80 if you're lucky somewhere. Highly recommended. All these lights combined with beadboard, um, Flex fill, you know, um, uh, on both sides, by the way, the black side and the white side and, and the shiny side, uh, blackboard, uh, um, also uh, the flags and some black wrap. And you can basically do anything you want with a small lighting kit. And I have a number of different lighting kits for a number of different situations. But you know what? Most of the time on documentary work, I use nothing at all or I use some flex fill. Um, to, to just control the light that's already there. Um, if you want it to look natural and it's a documentary, you can't really control the light. So you have to work with what you have. Try to find uh, the sources coming through the windows. Try to find the best lights. I have lit some great scenes uh, on documentaries um, that have no lights in them at all by just positioning the person appropriately near the practical light source to light their face with some contrast. Uh, sometimes I'll just put a big black piece of paper near their face or, you know, like a poster or something I can find, a, a black sheet, a black T-shirt, um, you know, in a pinch just to add some contrast to the other side of their face uh, to get the shot. But a lot of the times, if you position them properly, you don't even have to do that, and, um, and it works very well. Um, the only thing I would not recommend, and, and, and one of the recommendations from <clears throat> someone online about the FS5 was just throw, you know, a light on the camera, you know, just throw a light on the camera and light them like you're in the news. Yeah, don't do that unless you have like a ring light in front of your camera for a certain kind of look of fashion aesthetic. Why the hell would you want to beam a big light in someone's face? That's okay for news if you want to get the shot before someone runs off or you know, uh, there's a bit of bombing or something, that's fine. You just need to light it so that you can see them. But for anything cinematic or even remotely creative, at, in any modicum of creativity, you want to shape the light and control the direction and watch how the shadows fall on their face. And 
you know, have have some contrast and just throwing a fucking light on the top of your camera and beaming it at them is like it's a wedding. It's schlock. It's garbage. If that's, you know, not the look you're looking for. If you're looking for news or you're looking for like, you know, hyper cheap look or you don't care and you just want to light something, fine. But please, for the love of God, don't put a light on the top of your camera and just blast it in someone's face if you're trying to shoot anything that has a modicum of emotion or cinematic quality to it unless you have no choice. Unless you, unless the scene is going to be so poor that um, you can't see it at all, um, you know, and, and you're kind of stuck uh, without getting the shot or getting the shot, then use a light. But um, I prefer natural light. I prefer running down tunnels that are dark but with lights, you know, that just light your, your pathway to be used with natural light or some augmented light to show people what's going on, but not just a light just shining off on, the, on a camera light, top light. I just... I don't get it, you know. This is not 1975, and and, and um, sucks. It fucking looks horrible. So let's not get to that. But lighting light is important. So um, these portable lights, all of these things really are portable in some form or fashion. If you bring some of these along with you, especially that wand or the bolts, which are really nice to just bring when you're running and gunning around and just have one to like touch. Can you just shine that? Can you just like enhance that? Can you light that up? You know, there it is. Another YouTube video. I'll get to that. Um, highly recommended. So that's what I use for lights. I do not have, you know, big thousand watt lights and these huge, um, you know, silks that are 20 by 20 and all that you know i go to people that own all that crap or we hire it in um i really would like like a big like 10 by 10 um you know silk to, on a frame um so i can blow blast some lights through it and kind of diffuse a scene we use that on shoot once you know to blast through the window to give it like a look of a sunset um and daylight in the middle of the night and and in a scene see people eating at a table and it's nice, but I don't own that stuff. I'm rarely going to use it, so I will just rent it when I need it or hire you uh, with the, the all, all the grip gear and the lighting gear to do that. But for you know, the kind of work that I do, uh, documentary and corporate, all that crap I mentioned is just fine. So um, what kind of ratios do you like to use when you light faces? I like to go for emotion. I like to go for drama. So I tend to light them at a three-to-one um, light to dark, but you know, it depends on what you're shooting. I mean, uh, if you're shooting uh, fashion, you might go high key and, you know, and, and kind of, you might go with a ring light. I have one of those too, from some company, I forget who it's a ring light led. It's not too, too bright, but you can put it right on the, right on your camera and, uh, gives you a nice look. Um, God, I forget who makes it. I have so many fucking pieces of equipment. It's like all over the place that I, that I don't use. That's one of them, but I have that. Um, but typically I don't shoot that way. Um, I like to use, uh, a ratio uh, that's, uh, greater than many, uh, because I like a dramatic look. I like to see the crevices in people's faces. I like to see their eyes, you know, lit up a certain way. I like to see the gravitas of human emotion on the screen. And, uh, much of the time, though, to be honest, I do that next to a person next to a window, <laughs> Or, uh, you know, next to a, a, a headlight or something shining on the side of them. Some kind of light source that's already existing in, in the world to kind of give them that contrast. Use these lights and you have good choices. Let's talk shout outs. Okay. These are websites that I think are people that you should focus on visiting. Great resources. 
um, people that I follow. Eric Nazo, E-R-I-K-N-A-S-O.com, is a uh, gentleman, an expert that works for um, a, I think it's an NBC affiliate in San Diego. I don't know, a beautiful place. And he tests a lot of gear, and he's tests stuff like the AF7S and the FS5 and uh, Aperture LEDs and Rode mics, and, and he tests all kinds of stuff, uh, A7R2, um, all kinds of good things. And it's all over his site, and I highly recommend it because he's really honest with his reviews, and he's a great guy, like a great guy. Like, you want to give this guy a bro hug when you meet him, right, at NAB. He's a great guy, and he's very good at what he does. DP editor gearhead says it right on the website i'm not making this shit up eric naso.com e-r-i-k-n-a-s-o it's probably naso.com if i'm screwing that up eric just give me a, a slap it's fine um highly recommend that site i read it all the time newsshooter.com oh boy i mean i visit newsshooter.com pretty much every day i use nuzzle n-u-z-z-e-l it's a great app that's out there on the web app store for free that calls your twitter feed brings in the links and lets you read it kind of like a news feed. So most of the time when I'm on Twitter, that's what I'm reading. I'm reading Nuzzle. Um, it's just like a news program, but based on your, your, your web, your links and your Twitter feed. And I get a lot of the great links from Newsshooter. Newsshooter.com is um, um, by Dan Chung and uh, also by Matt Allard. These are professionals, uh, news shooters, educators, um, Industry figures that discuss the practice and art of cinema and documenting the real world. They sponsor the um, former Neat Creative Podcast, now Go Creative Show. They're on there often talking about gear. They visit every single show there is. They see every new piece of gear there is, and they use it. They actually buy it and use it and and uh, and try it out and give you honest, unbiased opinion. Dan and Matt are absolutely great guys. I've met them in person. They're wonderful people. They're funny. And, uh, you know, per affable and just gr great to deal with. And um, they write great features and reviews. And they have great people writing on their site. And I've even contributed there uh, once in a while. And they cover everything. Drones, red, anamorphic lenses, black magic, you name it. And these people aren't making a lot of money on this. They're doing another, you know, a lot of it. They, they may make enough money to, like, run the site, you know, or get, get a few extra bucks. But they're doing it for love, the love of the craft, the love of, of helping people out, making the world a better place and making things look better, especially in news. And some of the stuff that Matt does in particular is incredible with uh, with what he does for news. He worked for Al Jazeera um, uh, English, did some great stuff. Um, and uh, just, you know, they know a lot of people in the industry. Highly recommended Newsshooter.com. Another one, and you know, don't laugh. I used to not be a believer, but I really get a lot out of this site, and I think he's a he's a good guy. Is uh, EOSHD.com. EOSHD by, oh my God, I'm drawing a complete blank. It's embarrassing. I should know who makes the site. Um, I know him as EOSHD. Andrew Reed. Thank you, Andrew. Sorry about that. Um, I bought my Jan Panasonic GH4 shooters guide from him. He has some great setup guides. He has an A7R2 setup guide with a LUT pack. And, uh, you know, uh, he is uh, he's like me. He gives opinions. He uh, doesn't hold back. Um, it's entertaining. But he also has some great practical guides of using gear that is affordable to make things look cinematic. Um, just because someone has an opinion doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. I mean, clearly the guy shoots and, and has done stuff. And yeah, while he may not be a full-time shooter, 
um, like some people, uh, you know, might not be doing this, you know, 100% of the time, perhaps. Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, that doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm, I can't stand people accusing people. You're, you know, you don't know what you're doing, you know, uh, without actually going to look at what they said. Someone said, your silly little films mean nothing. I work for Mullen. Okay, fuck you, asshole. I work for the federal government, right? And I'm not out there blasting about like I'm special because I can't. Um, let's get the attitude away and just talk and communicate and enjoy. And I do that from EOS HD's site. Do you like my attitude? Is the attitude good for the show? Give me some feedback. Let me know. If you find it too aggressive or you find it funny, whatever, leave uh, comments on the website. Uh, into speakmedia.com. I'm trying to be irreverent and funny in the show. Um, again, I don't swear at my clients and neither should you. That is the disclaimer, folks. No swearing at clients. And don't be an asshole. Okay, try not to be an asshole. We're all trying to make films here. We're trying to be, you know, elevate the craft and make people laugh and make people smile and make people feel emotion. And the last thing we need to do is start ripping into people because they're of opinion of a camera um or uh whatever i guess the only problem i have with anybody online is when they lie you know opinions are free and you can say whatever you want but when you start lying to someone without warning them that you haven't looked at the the, the, at the facts you know you can retweet anything you want and and say look i'm not a news organization but if you just start lying about stuff you know it's I'm blaming people for stuff and telling them they're doing it wrong and all this and with no consideration for their feelings or emotions at all. That's anti-creative. That's just wrong and mean-spirited. And some people have been really nasty towards um, Andrew um, and uh, probably myself included in the past, but he's got a great site, and I really respect what he's trying to do to help the community. You know, Give him, give him a visit. And uh, I've learned... I've learned stuff from him. I really have with some of his setup guides. So that is a shout-out to EOS HD. And for all you people that say, if you recommend, you know, this site or that site, you, you don't know what you're doing. I don't give a fuck. Okay. The next, um, I do, I'm, I care about you as a person and try to protect you every day I go to work, but you know, whatever. Um, the next site I like to recommend, and I hope it's right. It's Dave Dugdale learning it used to be learning DSLR video, learning DSLR, DSLR. I'm typing it in, video. I just want to find the link. So if you type, you're finding it the way I did. It's learningvideo.com. It used to be learning DSLR video lifetime, uh, dot com. I love Dave Dugdale. Love him. Let me tell you why. A lot of us will like Dave. You know, he approaches all his training and uh, his um, YouTube videos and so forth as kind of like someone who is like, you know, let's 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 figure this out. Like kind of an amateur that want, you know, prosumer. Um, And he's moved up through the ranks to try to find stuff that, you know, people can really um, make incredible films with for, you know, not big money. He um, admits when he makes mistakes, he discovers new things. I really, really like Dave, and I'll tell you why. He is a nice guy. He's honest. He doesn't approach his training in a I am holier than thou uh, status. I know better than you. He doesn't fake it on camera, and then he's like really mean in person in the forums. He's just a nice guy, and I love it. And the other part is he goes through a lot of work to create this stuff. 
And he does a great job, and he's a great teacher. He come up with a new Sony A7R2 training course. Which, since I've recorded this thing, I received a copy of. And that's why my voice has changed in this segment, because I'm now sick. So I had to edit this before posting. But um, let me talk about the, what he sent me. It's fantastic. Dave was nice enough to give me a copy of this training course. And let me tell you, it's outstanding. Um, especially the uh, chapter on S-Log. I learned uh, a lot. Uh, well, that I already knew, but I learned it in a different way. And he goes in very many practical examples of exactly what he's talking about. So users uh, don't get confused by a lot of technical jargon, but they actually can see it happen on the screen as he explains it in kind of layman's terms. It's very nice. You know, we don't always have to be super geeky about things. Sometimes it's nice to just learn it in a very uh, clear and concise fashion from a layman's point of view, because sometimes that's how you learn best is just clear out all the, you know, technicality and look at the result. A lot of the other bits of the courses, I already understood how the camera works and so forth. But if you've never used this camera before, um, you know, I, I think uh, it would be incredible help. And uh, yes, it is on the A7R2, but everybody's also quick to run out and get the A7S2 because that's the video camera. Um, the A7R2 is uh, a much better stills camera, as I've mentioned before. You know, 12 megapixel stills from your A7S2, that's like an iPhone. A7R2 is almost a medium format camera, you know, 47 megapixels, 42 and a half megapixels, sorry. So, uh, and the um, performance in S35 mode is nearly as good as the A7S up to, you know, a certain point. Certainly good enough in low light, very good in low light. So, um, you know, what are you sacrificing? You're sacrificing a stills camera. If you don't care about stills, then get the A7S2. But if you care about stills, the A7R2 offers you similar quality 4K up to practically 12,800 ISO with a speed booster. That's very, very sensitive. It's very good. Um, so this camera course on the A7R2 and the A7R2 in general is very important for filmmakers uh, who have to take stills ever because it's a beautiful combination of both cameras in one body. And it no longer overheats when shooting 4K internally. Very good course. Thank you, Dave, for letting me check that out. And I highly recommend you check it out as well at learningvideo.com. He's really, really good. Learningvideo.com. If you're a geek and you just like infotainment, a lot of these people are great. Um, just to watch and like kind of learn about your equipment and kind of dive into it and really get into it. Um, like the next recommendation, Rule Boston Cameras Learning Labs. They have a whole channel. Just look for Rule Boston Camera, R-U-L-A, Boston Camera Learning Labs. They post these learning labs they do all the time. They're like hours long with people asking questions and everything. If you just want to jump in and just like smother yourself in camera, oh, that's where you go, man. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. I got some uh, tech shout-outs, too. I got one. Um, let's see if I can find this. Tech Fast Lunch and Dinner. <laughs> That's what it was called. Um, Jonathan Morrison on YouTube. I love this guy. Um, the reason, uh, the way I hooked up with him is uh, he's one of these uh, YouTube tech bloggers, and he blogs about all kinds of tech, all kinds of stuff. And he picked up an FS7 after reading my review um, Dan and I almost had simultaneously first, um, first in the world reviews about the camera late last year. Uh, thanks to rule Boston camera. They got me the camera first. God bless those folks. Very nice. John rule. Great guy. Stand up guy. 
None of these people support this broadcast at all, but he did support my last one, so I have to give him a shout-out. TLD, Tech Fast Lunch and Dinner. The strangest name I've ever seen. One of the greatest podcasts I've ever watched. I watch it all the time. And Jonathan is really good at filming stuff. And he's personable. And he's likable. And he's funny. And, I mean, this this kid should be on national television. Fuck CNET. Let's get Jonathan Morrison up there and telling you about, uh, it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So it's tech fest, lunch, and dinner. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um He's really good, and, and he's spot on, and, and, and like nobody seems to pay him uh, to say anything, so he just speaks his mind. And he covers everything from tech under 50 bucks to you know Mac Pros and everything in between, also from a perspective of someone that's learning and using stuff. And uh, I hope you support his uh, podcast and you, you su- um, his video podcast, is what they call it, and subscribe to his channel because it is very good. Now, there are a few others that I watch all the time. But, uh, you know, I'm going to give him the big shout out. Um, Austin Evans is another one, which I think is funny. And Detroit Borg is another one, which I like a lot. And there are others I watch frequently. Um, Here's another one that I'm going to shout out. The the Camera Store TV. Just look for The Camera Store TV. These two funny guys from uh, Canada. Um, You know, it's a boot time. We talk about cameras and they do a great job with their reviews. They work at an actual camera store. They actually sell this stuff. Um, really, really entertaining, good stuff. I enjoy it a lot. Filmmaker IQ is another one uh, with Jonathan Hess or John Hess. He goes in, into great detail, like you're going into a film class and talks to you about how depth of field and lens equivalency work is, works and how camera sensors work and how light works and how data works and Oh my God, it's another nerdgasm. Oh, it's filmmaker space IQ, like intelligent quotient, and it's online uh, on um, YouTube. So this is kind of like the YouTubers episode, I guess, right? Let's just keep going. Dom Esposito, Dom Tech Videos. I like Dom. Um, it's personal tech, but if you're into tech like we all are, iPhones and shit, check it out. Uh, Wolf Crow is another one that's on my list. Wolf Crow uh, does some great, detailed reviews of things um highly recommend you check out his website and uh his uh, videos as well and i think that's gonna be it for now there are other ones uh, anticipate media that's a good one <laughs> um i'm gonna give a, a shout out to uh filthy look films f-i-l-t-h-y look films okay and this these people are in australia uh, Filthy Look Films has a fantastic looking website, okay, and it is the site of a Mr. Mick Jones. The name throws some people off in America. Filthy Look sounds like a porn company, right? But it's not. It is filthy. It's a look that's edgy and cool and exciting and um, real and gritty and honest and emotional. It is not uh, a, a looks about what is. Uh, uh, antiseptic and proper and you know measured this isn't you know fitting in the box this is about reality and um that sounds cool but mick has made stuff for the history channel and he's made stuff for intel and other big clients i can't mention and you know, he flies drones and he does all the latest uh, latest stuff. His work is beautiful. He's done a lot of work for music artists, uh, 
you know, done work for Sony. If you look at the FS5 video uh, opening, you know what? That's Mick. Uh, just amazing stuff, and his whole crew is amazing. He even has an apparel line. An apparel line. Like, let's just make it a thing, right? Filthy look apparel, which I'm still trying to shoot a freaking promo for here in America, but I can't seem to get people to uh, want to come uh, when I have availability. But uh, love it. The shots are great. The pictures are great. He's got a great look. He's a great guy. I've known him for many years. Great friend. Mick Jones. Filthy look. Films.com. And finally, a shout out to BC Media Productions. Uh, this is Ben Consoli, who produces the Go Creative Show, which was formerly the Need, Create, Need Creative Podcast. One of the nicest people I've ever met. A consummate professional. Does great work and is getting better and better with the addition of um, some local filmmakers that I have worked with uh, on shoots uh, all the time, including the, the lost shoot, the visual makers, which will never see the light of day. But it was entertaining. I've released bits and pieces of it, pieces of it on the last the last show, anyway, um, we had Vincent Lafourette on there, and we had Philip Bloom, and we had some other people. Um, we had Mick um, talking about the DSLR revolution at the time. Um, uh, yes, just highly recommend. I can't say enough good things. I could go on and on and on and on and on, but yeah, and I'm not going to put these in the show notes because you know what? You really need to look this shit up yourself. Um, I did, but it's all there. Just follow the podcast. Write the stuff down. Filthy look. Uh, Westcott Flex, Eric Nazo, Learning Video, um, Jonathan Morrison, um, Rule Boston Camera, BC Media Productions, Go Creative Show, Anticipate Media, the most important one of them all because that's me. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that'll keep it going for a while. 39 minutes, I'm done. That's two episodes within like a week. You should thank me. If you want to thank me, send me an email. Tell me what you think of the show. Um, do you care? Should I keep doing this? Do you like the attitude? Do you want me to get all professional? Let's talk about cameras today. The latest camera from Sony is from Jesus. It is wonderful and great. You should light everything at a perfect ratio. Make sure your actresses and actors have at least five years of commercial experience with a resume that is 22.5 lines long. I mean, I can do all that if you want, but you know, I'm not here to be didactic. I'm not here to be an asshole. There are other people that can do that for you, be didactic, or an asshole. I'm not saying everybody's didactic is an asshole because that would like throw every professor on the planet out into the ocean. That's not fair because who would learn? But, you know, um, I want your opinions. I want your f- feedback. So please, Paul and anticipatemedia.com. Um, we also do real serious work. I'm working on a long-form documentary about autism called Spectrum, which focuses on high-functioning autistics and how they can get lost in the educational world. Um, it's been filming now for years because I have personal experience with it. It features my son. But it's also uh, going to continue for a few years as we look into the education system, that's particularly in Massachusetts, and uh, see some of the ups and downs involved in some of the successes and failures. It will uh, break your heart and will make you cry all at the same time. Uh, in tears of joy, that's been my major project I've been working on, trying to put together a Filthy Look Films production to, uh, for the apparel line. Working on a lot of stuff at Homeland Security. Um, it's not related to anticipate media at all. And I can't talk about the work on this podcast here, but if you find me on LinkedIn and put a request in, well, then you can learn all about it because that's me as a person. But yes, I do have a day job working, uh, for uh, department of Homeland security as a analyst 
and uh, I've done a lot of video work there as well, uh, covering disasters and so forth and so on. So speaking from my personal experience with no connection whatsoever to my company, none. There's no connection, nothing. I have to put that out. The lawyers will, if I don't say that, they'll put me in jail. Um, the government does not endorse anything I do. has nothing to do with what I do in my personal time at all. Okay, is that fucking clear, right? Um, yes, I've covered uh, shootings. I've covered um, 9-11. I've covered uh, 9-11 um, memorials. I have covered uh, Hurricane Sandy getting out there uh, in the shit with the C-300 running through uh, rubble and, and, and water and everything uh, right after it happened. Uh, we covered the, the killing of an officer in, in L.A. Uh, days after it happened. Um, Wings for Autism, which features my son. Um, and there's been a bunch of other stuff. And uh, now I'm focusing on other projects um, internal. But uh, you know, hope to have some, some big ones there and have, uh, have um, also consulted on a couple series that they've done. Um, I've worked with other agencies as well. And, and uh, some of those people might be listening to this podcast right now. And I love all of you. But yes, no connection to the government whatsoever. But I do do other work that I can't share. Um, I've also done work for clients that I can share, and you can see all that on the website, anticipatemedia.com, active shooter training, um, remediation training. We've done a lot of law enforcement stuff, helping uh, cops be better cops and uh, helping first responders respond more effectively. Um, basically helping all the people that help you do a better job and do it in an emotional, cinematic a quality way that really speaks to people as to why they do what they do and not just that they do it for a paycheck. We are humans. We're here to move people. We're here to grow people. We're here to connect with people. We're here to live life. When you're in the gym, working out, killing yourself, feeling that high, that's you being a human. That's you living life. That's you living large. That's what Filthy Look Films is about. That's what Anticipate Media is about. Looking for the next great thing. Press and play. Moving forward. The next big thing. Momentum. That's what it's about. That's what you should be about. And strive to do the best you can in every fucking frame that you capture. No slack. No second best. Reach for the sky. You need to be creative. And that's why the show exists. Is it brief? I lied. 45 minutes. But it's fun, right? Thanks for listening. We'll see you whenever I get around to do another show. Hopefully that's like two weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. I'm busy. You busy? I hope you're busy. Don't do too much work for free. Uh, the FS5 firmware should be out by then, and we'll see if it actually fixes anything. I actually love that camera um, uh, now that I've gotten used to it. It's a little, a little noisier than I expected, and, but as a B camera, it's the shit um, once they fix these problems. And uh, that's it. Peace. Bye. I guess we've gone a, a lot farther than a five-minute show. 46 minutes and 30 seconds. It's kind of like the Neat Creative Show is back, but without the interviews. I don't know. Sorry. I guess it's brief if your commute's two hours. <laughs> um, I will try to get to shorter shows. I just have a lot to say. Uh, again, I want to reiterate that uh, the United States government has no uh, connection, does not endorse, um, there is no implied connection or endorsement whatsoever at all of any of my work in relation to my other employment at all. Do not infer any connection or endorsement whatsoever.
do not imply any connection or endorsement whatsoever. The only reason I mentioned it, mentioned it is as a filmmaker, as a video producer, I have done work there and I do work outside of there with my company. Um, as a person with a resume, I have experience with employers and with my own employment. They're two separate jobs, but it's the same skill set. So I just have to put that disclaimer out there because if you think that, that I work for them, that suddenly means that they are endorsing my company. That is not a true statement, and you shouldn't infer anything like that at all because I don't use my public um, position for personal gain because that is legal. I can't say the same for Congress people, but you know, that's their problem, not mine. <laughs> so don't ask. Um, but yeah, I am a camera at both places and uh, make people cry at both places. That's just the art speaking. That's the artist speaking. Um, just so there's clarity on that subject. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time, whenever that may be. Maybe I'll actually do a five minute show next time. Imagine that.